Welcome to Innovation Friday. This is where your startup journey begins. We talk about entrepreneurship and things that are interesting for early stage founders, like rock bottom and most rewarding moments. Welcome to a new episode from Innovation Friday. Today I am happy to have Frederik Tulai and Tobias Cross as my guests. They have a very special idea. Hello. Hi, Adrian. Hi, welcome. You have a very special idea. It's something with Christmas. Would you like to share with our listeners what it is exactly about? Uh, yeah, sure. Actually, we have a platform to bring families and Santas um, together, mainly in Berlin this year. And so families can book their Santa on our platform. Okay, so and what is the name? The name is uh, Weihnachtsmann to go. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weihnachtsmann to go. Okay, and Weihnachtsmann means uh, Santa in German. Yeah, yeah, so you can translate it as like Santa to go. How did you come to this idea? Uh, as you were kids, you expected Santa all the time and then you decided, well, now we have to bring this to the children nowadays too? Or how did you come to the idea? So actually, uh, both of us worked as a Santa for many, many years. So it has actually a great tradition in Berlin that families book their center and that's a typical student job. And we did this for, I did this for nine years and Frederick for six years. Two years ago, the, the student organization that organized this since 1949, they stopped their business. And uh, so we decided to jump into that market and bring a new feeling in it and to modernize everything. So these organizations, they were really much from the past. And we brought this to the new and web technologies and made it a little better. <laughs> Did you have access to the database or you had to create and contact uh, all the families and the sentence once again? I mean, in the beginning, actually, the student union helped us. So when they stopped their service in 2018, it was very spontaneous. And they were happy that we um, were there. I mean, Tobias um, created then the website. And so they helped us by contacting the students, I mean, who used to be Santas for the student union. So um, they recommended actually our service and also to parents on the website. So it was a really um, nice help. From the beginning. That's really great. And did you continue to be sent us to after starting the idea or you just coordinating? Yeah, we still do work as a center because it's such a nice job. So it's not just because of the money and you do earn very good money for very short work, but also it's a very nice feeling to go to the families to see how they celebrate their own Christmas in their own living rooms. And that's a very good opportunity for, for everyone to go out of himself. So once you take on your beard, you are the center <laughs> and not a person anymore. And that's a really, really good job. And I definitely recommend this to any student and actually anyone else. It's, it's so nice. Yeah, and it's also really good for us that we do the job ourselves because we have uh, our platform and uh, some algorithm uh, behind and uh, then we really see what actually matters and where we can improve and if our system 
um, is, is uh, perfect uh, or not. An additional question, how many centers do you actually have? How many centers are, are in your platform? So we do have in total about 120, but to be honest, not all of them are active. So some of them were active last year. Some of them will maybe active again next year. Okay. So by actually working for us, I would say about 80. But we try mm -hmm. to work on that number. So we grew that number a lot this year. And we hope to grow it again next year because we, we do offer workshops for new guys. Uh, not Actually, not only guys, but also women. Because we don't only um, employ centers, but also angels and wife of the Santa Claus. Yeah, what's and the name so of the wife? Yeah, it's uh, Santa's wife, basically. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and now that you were saying about the workshop, that means that the Santas have to learn and is there like a program or are there any skills that they have to develop or possess before they decide to be Santas? How does a, a typical uh, Santa journey look like? So you start at, I don't know, 4 p.m. in the in the afternoon or earlier? How, how does it look like? To answer your first question, like uh, it requires a special skill. Um, I mean, all we ask for is uh, that you are comfortable and good with children and uh, that you speak fluent German. These are basically the two basic requirements and the rest we teach uh, the people uh, during the workshop. Okay, so and, what yeah. would you teach? So actually in a workshop, we only teach the very basics. So the simple program that you, you, you knock the door, you ring your bell, you say ho, ho, ho. Okay. You get into the living room, you tell the children something from the golden book, you sing a song with the family, and at the end you hand over the presents. But how you do this in detail and what you do in between is, is of your own imagination so and that's actually what we teach so we only give a very simple frame so this is how it should look like in principle but at the end we want to tell people that they should be creative and create their own program so that everyone every center visit is unique yeah at the same time um, also of course we um, show them some costumes and also we we teach uh, i mean as a center what you shouldn't do and also we show them how to use our platform in a really um, efficient uh, way, what are the main functions and how to organize yourself uh, very well as a Santa. Because if you have like up to, to 10 bookings or more, you need um, actually good um, organization skills with uh, time and uh, to, to plan your route. You go inside, you sing a song, then you you give the presents and so on that will probably take i don't know 15 to 20 minutes Does yeah, it that's take actually realistic and then you have to drive to the next family that will also take some time and you say there are 10 families that means you probably need at least five hours or is it more so i did 10 families in about five hours okay. this year that's well, I would say that's a typical number mm -hmm. at that time. So some people do up to 20 families, but that takes the whole day. So mm -hmm. I need the whole day from 10 a.m. to like 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. That's a little too much for me, at least. So it depends on what you like to ride. If you want to like, so we recommend riding a bike. Some people drive their car, some even walk. 
but uh, a bike is the best compromise, compromise between being fast and being fast at the family's house because mm-hmm. for a car you need to find a parking space yeah. you need to lock the car you need to need to walk a little bit to the next house so that takes time but we do calculate that time in our algorithm so if you choose driving with a car you get a little more time between the families so between finding your parking lot and then getting to the family if you ride your bike you get the families a little more tied together um, yeah. and now that you are mentioning the algorithm can you share with the listeners what are you using how you start using it how you start implementing what's the basic idea what kind of optimization problem are you trying to solve so basically it's the well-known traveling salesman problem but with time window restrictions so we know for every family that we have to visit them between let's say 5 and 6 p.m so we need to find a time in that time frame that time window and with the algorithm so i actually looked for a very complex optimization algorithm i implemented that in matlab and tried it out a little bit played around with it and at the end i figured out okay, that's way too complex for our problem because it takes a, way, a lot of computational power. So at the end, I simplified that problem by a huge scale, especially because it got distributed. So we don't have to calculate the whole route at once. We do this in single steps. So every time a family books, we just add one family, find the optimal position for that family in the route, and then we have a new route. And once the next family books, we do the same again. And with this simple trick, it only takes like one or two seconds. It's written in PHP, so it's done on the mm-hmm. web server. So every time a family does a request on the website, it recalculates the route again. Okay, and so, is this done for every center? In part, they get their own routes, or do you take in consideration, okay, I have a pool of centers and now I have to assign them to a specific route, taking into consideration the number of centers and the time frame? Oh, yeah, maybe, uh, I mean, I'm not the, the technical expert, but I think I, I can answer it uh, partly. Um, like each center has an area where he chooses beforehand where he wants to operate and run his bicycle or whatever and then we have some area like some uh, distance families um, can book the center and we have a maximum of uh, 20 minutes um, to uh, go from uh, one family to the next family so if family is uh, outside of the the radius or or not within the 20 minutes of traveling time then um, this family simply cannot see the center Mm -hmm. okay that means it will be assigned to another center uh, exactly, and we of course we try to cover uh, at the moment uh, Berlin and the surroundings. This works well so far, and yeah, basically in uh, in the city you can uh, everywhere find center or at least two. Uh, okay, but thank you. Sure. Yes. But for sure, it's possible that a family doesn't find any center, but that's on purpose because we don't want we we raise expectations of a family. At, center and at the end we cannot serve that family yeah but other agencies they do this so they take all the bookings they can 
And then at the end of the day, they figure out, okay, so we cannot serve this because that, that's too far away from every, from every of our, our centers or that, that doesn't fit in any route. And we know this from, from the very first of the beginning. So we know this from, from the first request. We just don't show the center and that's it. You get okay. a notification. I'm sorry, we don't have someone for you, but you can sign up for the newsletter and then we find out later if there's someone away. Yes, I think this is much better because that way they can maybe look for a family member or I don't know, someone else to be a center instead of raising expectations that you cannot fulfill. I think you're doing the right thing, having this transparency. Yeah. Really good. You were talking about all the the nice parts and the beauty of being a center and going from house to house and meeting children and giving them presents. But were there any moments that you were struggling? What was the point where you say, wow, this, this was the point where we struggled a lot with our idea? Was there any point in time like that? So we struggled a little bit in this year because in the last year we got a lot of help from the former student organization. So that actually brought us to life because they notified all the centers they had in their pool. And these are many, many hundreds. They informed all of them, sent them an email. And also they put a note on their website when people searched for the student organization and the center course, they found us. And that, mm -hmm. that was really, really helpful. And this year, that note was not there anymore. We created their website, so people had to find us over Google. But however, we are not that good positioned on Google yet. We are working hard on this, but other agencies are still on a better position. So we, we mostly rely on the news and the media and we do a very good progress, but yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah, I would also say like in, in marketing, we, we struggled a bit. I mean, we, uh, we, before maybe we were thinking marketing is of course important, but not that important. Now we realize it's super important and yeah, it's not so easy to choose the right channel also to market uh, our business. I mean, at, at one point, even we were thinking to put uh, up some advertisement in the um, underground in Berlin. And actually we did. And then we realized it's way too expensive and not really efficient. So um, then we focused more on uh, Google, which is uh, at least uh, more um, efficient, uh, more worthy uh, if you consider uh, money and outcome. And yeah, one more point I want to say to uh, with the student union. Um, luckily, I also have a contact to the woman, so she still recommended us um, some companies uh, if they called her. But um, uh, of course, the link on the website was way more helpful. Thank you for sharing. And on the other hand, which was the funniest or the most fulfilling experience that you had? I know maybe like I remember when I was a child that some of the kids of my age were scared of Santa and they were hiding and crying when Santa came in or they, which was the funniest experience that you had by now of being a Santa? I mean, being a Santa, I mean, if I think about the business, for me, it is like if the, the bookings come in because you never know when the bookings are actually going to happen or many people book last minute. So that's a really, I feel, happy moment when a lot of people actually book and all the work pays off. 
And for playing a Santa myself, I mean, the most fulfilling moment is always when the children are really um, happy. You interact with them. Of, of course, uh, for some, it's just uh, if you hand over the present, they are super happy. But some children, they have some questions. They want to know, um, uh, for example, um, how is it possible that all the information is written in the golden book? And then I give them some uh, explanations. Well, what do you say? I'm, I'm curious to hear <laughs> what you're saying. So why, why is all that information written in the gold book? Yeah, actually, one girl was asking me this question this year. And then I told her, like, um, the angels and the elves, they are um, invisible. They um, are following you the whole year. And then the girl said, like, okay, for angels, I do believe you. But the elves, I mean, come on. <laughs> and I, I was struggling with it. And I told her, like, if you look really carefully, you can still see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, that's a good explanation. I have to remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's always nice to have all the good feedback from the family. So even days or weeks after your visit as a center, you get called or um, texted by families and they say, oh, we it was so great and our child is still talking about this and he's still excited. And that's really amazing. and That, that, that feels really great. And on the other hand, with our organization, our platform, it's, it's really good to, to get the coverage. So in the, in the Christmas season, the media always wants to, to talk about Santa Claus. They want to show some Santa Clauses. So we had uh, some media here and we had some nice discussions as we have with you right now. It's the same. That's that's always amazing and, and feels really great. And for us, it's a very good experience, even though we don't really make money with that because it's just it's just a little pocket money for us. But it's a very good experience, even though we do work a lot and we spend so many many hours on our project. That's fulfilling, probably. That that's what's driving you, and not necessarily the money. The, the experience moving forward and thinking about you as entrepreneurs and having a business now that you mentioned this year you also you also had a small fee for the families which hired you so what would you think that in the media is uh, hyped regarding this the startup life regarding being an entrepreneur what do you think that it's definitely different in the real life Actually, I don't really get the question. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you if you look if you read in if you read the newspapers if you look then on LinkedIn or on Medium and so on, you will see a lot of things like money is cheap, capital is cheap. It's super cool to be a startup founder. You see all these images with startup founders that just read books, meet a lot of cool cool people. They they have a team behind them and they're making progress and and so on and you get the feeling that wow it's really cool and it's it's quite easy to get funding it was going to be the best adventure of my life and let's just do it and once you started at least for me it turns out to be much harder than i expected for example for me i thought i'm going to be free and have a lot of uh, free decisions to what more or less work on whatever I wanted to but it turns out that you have to do or at least I had to do also a lot of things that were mm, I wasn't expecting to be doing to, to put it like that and the question for you is would you do you agree with me do you think that 
that the startup life, the life of an entrepreneur like you, it's the same and it, it is portrayed in the media or is it different? Yeah, I mean, actually, we, we got really lucky because of the recommendation of the student union. So this went really well. And then it was a bit like maybe uh, in movies. I mean, uh, we easily, easily found some centers and some families, but then the actual work was a bit like uh, unexpected. I mean, I did a lot of uh, customer support, I mean, with families, with the Santas. That was actually a lot more than expected. Also, we realized we maybe don't have all the competences uh, we need for our startup. We don't really um, know much about um, the search engine optimization or about marketing. And yeah, also now thinking maybe to, to roll out Weihnachtsmann to go in whole Germany. And then, of course, uh, this is an, uh, another obstacle. Especially because of the lacking context. So we, we do need some context in other cities. And that's not that easy. Our best idea so far was to, to do a cooperation with other, um, with other organizations in other cities. But that's not that easy because it's not so easy to tell others that they can benefit from us. That's a tough job. <laughs> How would they benefit from cooperating with you? Because we simplify the overall process a lot. So, for example, if we talk about that student organization again, they had in the previous years about six to eight people working full time in November and December on that project. So they had basically a call center. They organized all the bookings in Excel sheets. They had large lists and all that manual work we do with our software. I mean, for sure, we do need to do a lot of customer support. We do media presentations and so on, but that's the good side. So the, the bad side is all that manual work but we don't do this in such intense as the other organizations. All the competition we have, they do still work in the same manner. They still do the same stuff with all their Excel lists. And that's much too complicated. They cannot, that they can actually not really scale their business because of this. But with our concept, it's scalable. So it doesn't matter if we if we have 10 bookings or 10,000 for us, it's basically the same work. Yeah, and that's it's just a I matter think. of uh, computational power. Yes, but yeah. that's not the problem. Yeah, this should <laughs> be the problem. That's true. <laughs> maybe if I may add something like what you maybe yourself can also agree if you uh, are starting a startup and maybe you think, um, okay, I'm an IT expert, or like in my case, uh, I'm a lawyer, so I can do the legal work, or I can do uh, the programming, or whatever it is. Uh, in the end um, of the day, you will be doing, uh, for example, in my case, I, I go out and hand out some flyers to people to make some uh, advertisements. So it's something uh, you would not really expect uh, on the first hand, also to, to get a bit back to the question, like what's how is startup life maybe different from in the media so you need to somehow um, are willing to get your make your hands dirty you have to be willing to do what has to be done <laughs> to put it like that <laughs> yeah that's true unfortunately time is running up is there anything that you will 
you would like to share with the listeners, maybe like a favorite quote or a favorite technology or anything else? I mean, I personally want to encourage everyone who is uh, in, uh, um, in the area like Berlin-based um, to sign up as a Santa if you are interested, especially for our workshops, or even if you are family, uh, to, to book one uh, Santa or one angel or even the Santa woman. Especially for everyone from the startup business, and you may need a little extra money, that's, that's really easy. So you only do a workshop that takes three to four hours, you do a little more preparation, you get your costume, which is not that expensive. And then you can already start signing up on our website and earn good money on, on, the, on the Christmas Eve. That's why we actually still do the same. I do have a, a normal full-time job and I still work as a center because it's, it's, it's so much fun and also gives you a very good Christmas money. Thank you for sharing everything with us and thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. All additional information about Frederick Tulai and Tobias Cross will be in the description of this episode. Please make sure to check it and also check the website Weihnachtsmann2go. Bye.